Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the On The Verge podcast. My name is Kenneth. My name is Ali Erzomidvar. I'm David Leon. And today we have the great pleasure of being joined by our guest, Ricardo Rossi. Ricardo has traveled and lived across the world, born in South Africa. Having grown up in Portugal, he lives in the UK for over 20 years. Holding a PhD in architecture, he teaches and researches at the Oxford Brookes University and is a father of two wonderful children. Spiritually, Ricardo works with different methods and traditions to be able to bring balance to life, act from a place of compassion, to integrate meaningfully with all his relations and day-to-day actions. Ricardo has been a practicing Buddhist from a Tibetan tradition since 2005 and received many initiations and transmissions. These teachings and meditation methods help him with clarity in knowing how to experience daily emotions and connect with the freedom and joy of the moment. Ricardo has also received shamanic teachings from lineages of the Amazon and the Andes. Currently, he is studying the therapeutic approach of compassionate inquiry by Dr. Gabor Mate. These practices enable him to transform and heal past traumas and bring the blind spots into view so he can operate from the heart and find balance in both masculine and feminine inner and outer qualities. Ricardo runs retreats and ceremonies in the UK and in Portugal, helping many find their path to self-revelation. Ricardo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So how would you describe your spiritual work to a lay audience? Um, I think you you introduced me quite well, Um, trying to bring meaning to the day-to-day and trying to know how do we present ourselves towards our relationships with the people in our life. I think that's that's quite key. And and concretely, what does that consist of in terms of practices and so on? Um, Before the practice, just how do we feel in the world? Are we are we feeling that we can um, meet with our challenges? You know, can we have positive relationships with our partners, lovers, friends, parents, children? Right. So, um, the way in which we show up is that a positive way? Are we feeling good about ourselves? Do we love ourselves? Um, I think that's that's the first measure. When we we're trying to bring that into balance, we then can have a few practices that can help. Right. So. Um, simple practices as sleeping well uh, could be a, a, a key starting point. Eating well, sports, you know. So how do you how do you feel physically? Then uh, practices of meditation, of yoga, um, and and so on. So there are various various tools that we can use in order to bring ourselves to in alignment with who we are in the world. And I think that's the kind of uh, the core space of measure. Um, there are some practices perhaps which are more mystical, esoteric, uh, psychedelic, right, mm-hmm. that uh, one can enjoy and, and be part of. But I like to see them as sacred practices that have the purpose of helping me reach the place that I can be more present in my day-to-day. And um, you've had quite the extensive spiritual journey. Um, you've had experience with Tibetan Buddhism um, and shamanic traditions, as mentioned uh, in the introduction. Um, how do those figure into you know this this goal to become more aware of your being in the world? Um, in, in what ways do these uh, extensive lineages um, inform uh, inform your wisdom? So, uh, in my experience, Tibetan Buddhism has helped me um, understand understand myself through the practices that those lineages bring. And I've really appreciated uh, having been able to work with such a strong lineage, a lineage of, of a transmission that comes from teacher to student uh, for, for generations and centuries. And, and this transmission really allows you to recognize the authenticity of what's being taught 
and the authenticity of that transmission. And the transmission is about being able to recognize the nature of your mind. Mm. Right? What is mind? How, how, do you, how do you sit with your ego and your relationship to your consciousness? Um, through a series of, of, of meditation practices. So Tibetan Buddhism um, works, works with the mind, works with a series of um, uh, meditations and practices that align both body, mind and speech. Um, and, and it's a purification, it's a kind of an alignment, if you want, uh, that helps you meet, think, meet with certain characteristics at certain times and certain parts of, of your being, um, very generally speaking. Uh, so, um, having had the experience with Tibetan Buddhism gave me that learning, gave me the opportunity to uh, focus on learning meditation, focus on those particular practices, and bringing a, a diligence, bringing a focus onto that. And that that training, if you want, that, that persistence, that perseverance with mm. aligning my mind to the goal, right? And I think mm -hmm. perhaps it's very important to say, what is the goal? Right, right. Um, and because I'm, I'm fortunate to, and I'm very happy to be with, with Buddhism, and Buddhism uh, aligns you with enlightenment, right? It aligns you with the full recognition of the nature of your mind. Uh, and, I, and I hold the Bodhisattva promise, which is to, to work towards enlightenment for the benefit of all beings, that mm. I'm, I'm dedicating myself to developing, to learning, to learn the path towards uh, enlightenment, right? Recognizing the full nature of my mind, for the benefit of others, yeah, so that I can uh, enable and support and be part of uh, the activity of enlightenment, right, in whichever way or form that might be, across many mm. lives. You know? So it's 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 a kind of an ethical, it's almost an ethical kind of principle that underlies everything what I do, and and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it then um, will will kind of permeate and and will pass across the many activities that I have in my life um, yeah and so and just to kind of say that that's mm -hmm. that's the kind of relationship with that Buddhism has has, has given me and then there's shamanism you know, and which you know has also different different mm. goals and aims right? yeah and yeah maybe, maybe you could tell us about those as well <coughs> yes yeah and shamanism doesn't necessarily have a direct goal like this you know, mm -hmm. so Buddhism is quite specific it, it's about the teachings of the Buddha which are about enlightenment and there are many different schools of Buddhism, so um, they all point to the same thing, but they, they have different ways of reaching that, that destination, that goal, and different tools and methods, because people are different. And so it's like arriving in a, in a, in a, in a chemist, and there are many different medicines, right? Um, and each medicine resolves a certain something that is happening in the, the human psyche, the human experience, the, the emotional repertoire, the karma that we mm. hold, etc. So... Mm. Um, it's it's working with things where you are at the moment mm, mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. who you are at, at that time. Mm -hmm. um, shamanism is is fantastic because it it also looks at healing, mm -hmm. right? So what I just described now is as a sort of an interesting bridge between uh, the medicine or the, trying to resolve something and, and shamanism is very much trying to also heal, right? So shamanism in itself hasn't got a goal of enlightenment it's not it's not uh, structured in that way people don't use or people who carry out shamanic activities you know definitions would be needed here um, they are essentially really wanting to connect with the path of healing mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. you know good shamans right yes uh, because they are shamans of, of different uh -huh. different different tones yeah um, uh, how, how would you define um, how would you define sh shamanism in that sense for me um, 
um, I, I, I'll, I'll respond how, how I see myself practicing mm. shamanism rather than the, the general overall definition um, um, because uh, shamanism is, a, is a, 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 a discussed topic right it's a, it's mm -hmm. a field of study in itself um, and, and there are indigenous people from all over the world who have practices um, that are similar uh, that deal with certain aspects I'll say what they are in a minute um, um, but they are all in a sort of a sense culturally quite different mm. because of the people and the locations of where they are around the world but the commonality is that um, they are they are dealing with between worlds mm -hmm. right yeah um, so uh, what is this between worlds obviously a difficult thing to kind of rationalize or, or, or scientifically prove etc right um, but we do we, we could start by saying that there are different states of mind right we also can say that there are different states of reality uh, that we um, we exist here in a reality which is this physical the physical reality in this dimension but we also know that there are other layers other other kind mm -hmm. of systems and methods or energetic environments right that mm -hmm. um, that exist within this uh, experience or we can experience more than we experience here so there's a the ordinary reality uh, we can call this one if we want uh, and then there's a non-ordinary reality yes and and shamanism deals with this in be transition between the two uh, and so uh, uh, a shaman or a person practicing shamanism um, will will work towards going into the non-ordinary reality mm. to gain information wisdom uh, guidance advice energetic realignment and, and so on um, for a particular purpose yes and that purpose then will vary from the intention of the person doing it mm -hmm. uh, and hence it it's sort of nice that I said before that the purpose I have is is to better myself in order to reach liberation and enlightenment mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um, which is in itself a, a, a whole other topic <coughs> itself and but being able to kind of go and understand more things about reality or consciousness uh, enables me to come back more informed mm. to understand better myself within this existence mm -hmm. yes. to align myself to my purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You also made a distinction between healing, which is the goal of shamanism, and enlightenment, which is the goal of Buddhism. Um, would you not say also that it could be the same as in a sense that if if you achieve healing that's also the state of enlightenment so in that sense maybe the buddhists and the shamans are doing two different things but perhaps there are those commonalities or those yes, overlaps it's, it's a beautiful question and, yeah. and it's um it's a very nice um understanding which i i i try to pursue this understanding uh, myself very much um I think it, it resides essentially in the intention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what what is one healing, and for what purpose? Right. So, of course, one could let's say uh, a person has a depression, you know, has a depressed state of mind. So one could want to heal that, so that person is better within their their the, the way in which they manifest in their day to day, and there could be information in a non ordinary reality about that state of being of that person, etc. Uh, of the past or, the, or or any sort of energetic alignment there that is is, is con contributing towards how the person feels in their life shamanism can help there to bring that person into alignment mm -hmm. so that was 
that was not a purpose of 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 enlightenment, right? That was just yes. a purpose of healing. That person yeah. wants wants to seek shamanic help, yes. right, in order to better themselves in in the way in which they they are in, yeah. in their life. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, equally, a, a person with depression could go to a Buddhist center and say, mm-hmm. "I want to learn meditation because I'm also depressed." Right, I, I, the way in which I am in the world, I, I have no sense of purpose or meaning of life, and so on. So, it, it sort of can both go both ways, right? Yes. Um, so they are both important, and they can be important tools or methods. Um, ultimately, I think in the practitioner that has a, a, a continuous relationship with with this, like myself, you know. So I'm, I'm I don't go to a shaman just because of healing. Uh, I'm, I'm a shamanic practitioner. Mm. Uh, seeking a, a bigger goal, right? I'm seeking healing myself uh, in my process, um, but also ultimately wanting to get to the goal of, of enlightenment. So, and what is enli- also, and what is enlightenment? What is enlightenment? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the full recognition of the nature of your of mind, of okay. consciousness, right? Mind and consciousness. Yeah. We, we could interplay here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's recognizing fully uh, how you experience experience exactly yeah? yeah and so and that experience experience means that you're experiencing at first your thoughts and your actions and and your emotions uh you experience what what is the definition of your ego you experience uh, beyond that right so when you when when we are able to start to recognize something beyond the identity of the ego that there is more beyond that that, mm. that kind of facade the construct of of concepts and ideas and core beliefs um, we want to go beyond that into in, into an understanding of consciousness uh-huh. and, that, and a full when you start to experience and understand the full nature of mind one will never be able to fully understand it because <coughs> it is so it is just so complete and so pure and so you know so endless and timeless that you can't define it as such right it is yes. it's just something that, that's the full manifestation of of wisdom love compassion uh, joy right yes it's, it's the at the highest Mm-hmm. Bliss is highest joy. It's everything. Yeah, and, right. and further expanding on the the similarities between shamanism and Buddhism, mm. um, you spoke about uh, shamanism as uh, a way of um, accessing these other worlds, right? Um, and uh, I and you know shamanism through ayahuasca perhaps is is an excellent example of that. Um, do you see this accessing of other worlds as a necessary part of expanding beyond the ego? Um, for example, I mean, there are some uh, Buddhist traditions that say, well, maybe you don't actually need to really expand into other worlds, actually, just by, you know, sitting and meditating and, um, and really, um, uh, really just existing in this present moment, then, you know, you realize the full nature of mind. So, so yeah, talk about the role of, of, of accessing these, these other dimensions of reality. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, you don't need to have an engagement with shamanism mm-hmm. to reach enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... And they are not only Buddhist practices, right? There are other, many other um, forms of practice and, and philosophical, religious uh, groups, studies, fields, right? That are also aiming towards that same definition beyond the kind of conversation today. Um, you can obviously just practice Buddhism and reach enlightenment. That's, mm-hmm. That is proven, you know, in, in, in itself no need to kind of discuss more there um, and in my maybe I'll touch on my experience because mm-hmm. if I yes. was so if I was a, a practitioner of Tibetan Buddhism 
since 2005, and I was very content with my practices uh, of following this lineage and having a lama, a teacher, um, and very, very strong, good practice, which I felt very connected to, which I devoted myself to do. Um, I coexisted with the community, you know, and, and uh, I, I was a practitioner, I was happy. Why did I then, in 2017, uh, engage with shamanism, in particular with ayahuasca? Um, because because it, that, that experience showed me something way beyond that I had ever experienced. Mm -hmm. So yeah. as a seeker for consciousness, yeah. the meditation practices, although really <coughs> powerful, strong meditation practices from the lineages of Tibetan Buddhism, mm -hmm. there was something that came from the experience of ayahuasca which was just so rich, mm -hmm. so informative, uh, so mind-blowing, expansive, yeah. um, uh, with wisdom and knowledge, yeah. uh, which I could integrate very quickly in my, my being yeah. and, and bring them to my day-to-day -day as a kind of a, a universal, timeless understanding, mm. Mm. Um, that I felt that, wow, this is what a, what a fantastic contribution to my form of practice, yes. my being, right? Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed that. And I felt very attracted, and I still am very attracted to what I get from that experience. Mm -hmm. um, and let me just differentiate a little bit here, shamanism and ayahuasca, right? So mm -hmm. there, shamanism exists in its entirety, in its own right, with no psychedelic at all. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so just uh, shamanism in itself works beautifully when a practitioner just, if you want to call it meditate, uh, dreaming, um, journeying, you know, so different terms are used. Uh, with the aid of the drum or the rattle or with nothing uh, to journey into other worlds and to, to gain phenomenal experiences of past lives, of ancestors, of mm -hmm. you know, understanding the story of the person and seeing, seeing where there are blockages and constructs uh, and removing those completely without the aid of any psychedelics. Um, so that in itself is already incredible. Mm -hmm. So no psychedelics are needed uh, even to be able to transcend transcend to non-ordinary reality. Yeah, so what are those practices um, that result in somebody being healed? Um, and you, you spoke of energetic blockages. So what is a shamanic technique to uh, address those blockages other than psychedelics? Yeah, Yeah. so I um, um, uh, don't want to go too specific in the practice, but uh, conceptually um, the uh, it is a, a session where a practitioner will dream into or journey into um, the the energetic space of the other of the patient if you want right mm -hmm. the person in in asking for the help or of oneself mm -hmm. and you journey you can you generically you journey either to the low world middle world or upper world mm -hmm. and, and there are different different types of um, uh, beings let's say or uh, energetic um, energetic forms of wisdom, I prefer to use that term, uh, that are there to aid you to gain information. Um, and so you can dream into uh, an energetic space that you can gain information from from the past or from other, other, other lines of understanding, of knowledge. You can dream into the body, into the chakra system, and, and see where you can understand in which chakra, mm -hmm. where are the blockages or where are there things contained, where's the trauma, where's the difficult, where there's something that is not allowing a, a, f a more fluid, cleaner energetity, energy, mm -hmm. energy to run, and the, the work of the shaman is to remove that, to, to take it out, and, mm -hmm. and to 
and to be there a, a conduit, right? An energetic conduit that goes into another energy space yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and is able to shift things. Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is also what happens <coughs> in a in a, uh, in a in an ayahuasca ceremony. So a, mm-hmm. a traditional ayahuasca ceremony, the 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 practitioner, um, the, the healer, the shaman, you know, whatever term we will call them. Traditionally, they they are called uh, ayahuasqueros or curanderos or mm-hmm. the maestro, right? If they depending on what level of kind of initiation development they have, um, they are uh, singing ikaros. Uh, if you've mm. heard this term, uh, Icarus. Icarus are healing songs. Uh, so you imagine that um, the, the the people are within this sacred uh, ceremonial space. Um, their 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 consciousness is is open, right? They energetically are open. Their egos are kind of toned down. Their system is more open, and the shaman will sing a song, and that mm. song will sing positive, happy, strong very clear uh, songs into the energy fields of the others in order for the other energetic lower kind of frequency uh, energies to to leave yeah, yeah? so it's a a, a, trans, a almost a transmission right it's you 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 push in positive energy mm. right and you dispel out other yeah um, because these two frequencies of different frequencies don't relate to each other right and then there's some a, a more powerful cleaner energy than it takes presence mm-hmm. and that process happens that happens with the consciousness of the individual and the consciousness and the body are directly related one with each other yeah uh, and so when you are able to kind of work in that kind of space of consciousness you're affecting the body and then that is healing the body as well so the mind and the body will will have a have an impact does it answer uh, yes. yes so you, you've trained to become a, a shaman yourself and i'm curious what this process is like because it seems to me that you're operating entirely at the level of intuition right in order to be able to understand what somebody's uh, energetic blockages are and to find a way to access a conduit where you can clear those. Um, uh, it's certainly different from um, any kind of analytical thinking. Um, so, uh, yeah, tell us about what that's like. Yeah, um, I, I don't want to say that I'm accomplished uh, yes, practitioner, yes, right? yes. so I, I, I feel myself as a student and, right, and, I'm, right, right. and I'm learning very much the, the path. So right. what I speak here is from my experience so mm-hmm. far and uh, what I've intellectually understood and from what I've experientially uh, been able to to kind of gain experience through what I've been practicing um, and other people might hear this and of course have uh, more advanced more developed or slightly different views on on, on on all shamanism so I want to hold respect to yes. you know not to kind of be um, defining anything uh, of course like in an open conversation um, um, Repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> the question was: the question was, um, how how do you learn to cultivate this this ability to um, uh, understand uh, somebody's energetic blockages? Yes. Um, and and create a conduit where you can where you can clear those um, because it seems like it's a process of developing a certain kind of intuition. Yes. Yes. So the 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 intuition, um, uh, the openness mm-hmm. is is quite key in 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 this in this learning. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a term in, in shamanism which is which is to be a a, a hollow hollow uh, bone. Yes. The hollow yes. bone tube c- concept, which is you are a, you are a uh, you are present, and you are also empty. Mm, yeah. Um, and because you are empty, you are energe- energetically allow for mm-hmm. other energy forms to work through you. Uh-huh. <coughs> mm-hmm. So, 
in in essence what in order to be a good practitioner is learning how to step aside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and you allow for um, a healing energy a healing wisdom to operate through you and that's that's how 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 the shaman does the bridge how to do that involves a process of cleaning and developing yourself so if 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 I am uh, blocked stiff many different concepts if I've also got challenges difficulties in my life if they are things that I have not developed right I've not mm. evolved myself also in terms of my individual practice and spirituality meditation and so on I have more resistance right I'm, I'm not so able to just rest in my in that space allow myself to really r- relax in it mm. and then then allow also for things to kind of come through me um, and so that that is an important part of that learning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it it will be a lifetime journey yeah. of of always working through who I am at this time mm-hmm. in order to clean myself. I sort of say using the term cleaning myself, heal myself would be mm-hmm. if the mm-hmm. other term probably would be more used here. Um, and so in in what in essence it it goes back to that trying to reach enlightenment um, and then for the benefit of all it I have to heal myself first mm-hmm. you know I right, have to right. I have to first myself walk the talk I have to I have to carry myself correctly I have to be clean mm-hmm. um, um, I have if I if I have a, a period of time where things are not clean like for example I've just gone through a, a period of four or five months where I've stopped my activities because I needed to work on myself mm-hmm there were things that I needed to resolve that were coming in the way of my work. Yes. Right? So that's really important that, that I keep I keep myself fit uh, spiritually, if you want, right? <coughs> and then that, that allows me to be present and help to do the work. Mm-hmm. What is the work then of, of healing or, or, or removing those blockages, as you were asking? That happens almost not intuitively. It happens just by allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not... Uh-huh. It, it, I, not to think too much about it. Yeah. It's just to kind of to dream into that space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to be able to you 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 practice and you learn to to dream. Mm-hmm, I love this mm-hmm. term of dreaming, yeah? It, and, yeah. And it's and it's like when we go to sleep at night and mm-hmm. you know we just relax into it, right? We yeah. Put our head on the pillow and okay, it's bedtime, and we just like we take a yeah. breath and, uh-huh. and we we transit into another, right? We could call it another world, right? It's it's another frequency. It's another another state of being is another state of consciousness we are conscious but we are in our dreaming state of consciousness yes and so the the shamanic the shamanic journey is is some is something in between those states yeah where there are, where the, the brain waves are slightly changed mm, mm-hmm. uh, that's why the use of the drum uh, is very common in in shamanism mm-hmm. the beat like 220 beats per minute dum, 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 dum. That repetitive beat changes our, our wavelength, you know, mm-hmm. in our yes. brain, yeah, and that allows you then to dream mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. to go beyond, change your consciousness, right? mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and so that's where you're you're able to then to connect and to do, and then in practical terms, there are simple methods that you are following. You you kind of the, how do you dream? You, so you consciously dream. You go in a, to a particular place. So they are in these worlds, the lower world and upper world and so on. They are places that you get used to going to find information. And, and so it's you just imagine yourself going down this path and then you go down this tree mm. and then you go there and okay, yeah. talk to that person and you go there to that place and, and you get to know the cosmology mm. 
uh-huh. right? Hmm. Yeah. Of where hmm. things are. Hmm. Cosmology of energy, let's say. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's a kind of a mind map. Yeah. Hmm. The shaman yeah. builds a mind map. Yeah. Of of knowing where to find certain bits of information. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, for example, one 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 very known uh, shamanic practice, which is the soul retrieval. Hmm. Uh, do you understand the concept of soul retrieval? For, for the no, 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 please uh, describe it for the audience, yeah. 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 <laughs> and also for us, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the concept is that um, um, we can say we, we are not whole, right? So mm-hmm. there are parts of us that we have lost on the way in our life. Yeah, so something happens, there's a trauma, there's an incident, or there's a, um, a situation of a heartbreaking or a dream that went one way and you didn't quite achieve that dream and so on. So there are certain things that you kind of lose on your way. You feel like you, you, you're kind of not so whole, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That breakup with that girlfriend was always so traumata- traumatic or such a strong experience that's like a part of you has, you know, stayed with, stayed back there in, in, in that yes, space right, and time, right? right? Yeah. Or, um, it could have been that your father yelled at you when you wanted them to connect with you to show the piece of Lego and that was so traumatic and, and then there's a part of you that kind of really got traumatized by yeah. this. You know? So life is made up of these little events and, and these are small parts, more energetic parts of us that are kind of fragmented and not integrated with, mm-hmm. with, with ourselves. Um, and so the, the shaman who is doing a soul retrieval will go and find those missing pieces and bring them energetically back mm. to the person. Mm, um, mm. And and it's it's a very mystical, magical kind of thing that that the the shaman will will dream into the space and and see oh I can see I can see uh, you know you as a child and uh, mm. you being you know sort of very upset that you're you're about to maybe a parent did have a situation with a parent and then that kind of really exists that story you know mm, and then that mm. energetically is, is brought back the shaman will go and find that part. In wow. the cosmology, and then yeah. bring it back into the in the physical, <coughs> the physical being of the, the person. The, um, this is this is really fascinating because um, it, it sounds to me, if I understand correctly, that the shaman is essentially building a general spiritual map, right, mm-hmm. um, uh, of being able to uh, identify in narratives that are associated, perhaps with specific kinds of energy, such that when you uh, the shaman goes into an individual uh, energe- into their energetic space. They can identify um, uh, energies that are reminiscent of, you know, essentially places on that energetic map that they develop. Am I, am I understanding correctly? Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, it actually, the, the first thing that comes to mind thinking about that is uh, this um, study that's actually currently being run um, at Imperial College London yeah. um, uh, called uh, DMT Extended or DMTX, um, where the goal is to... Um, extend the length of a DMT trip such that people are able to actually build out a map of what DMT space is like because normally you only get 15 minutes in there um, and the experience is so short that you don't get to develop this mental map so there are perhaps some similarities in there but that's maybe a rabbit hole we can save for another time <laughs> Could you speak at all more about these the three levels or the three different worlds? Yes, um, sure the, so the, um, the lower world is the world um, as we would know it before agriculture. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So if you can imagine the hunter-gatherers, um, way before you know, industrialization or people farming or owning mm. owning land, mm. right? When humans lived and coexisted with nature and animals so much more, mm. communities and tribes that live in the forests and mountains, and 
uh, and so on, right? So that is that is that is the environment. So it's it's the world of 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 pure human. It's the world of the animals and the plants. Um, and when you when you journey there, you you can you might have heard of uh, a power animal. So mm. Have you heard of the term of a power animal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, power totem, animal. totem animals. Yeah, totem. Okay, totem, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these are um, uh, energetic uh, qualities, you know, principles um, uh, of certain animals, right? That yeah. uh, uh, traditional native people would correlate to. You can hear stories of, you know, North America or South America and so on, where people would relate a lot to these stories. You see them in Disney stories and uh, so on right mm-hmm. where the, uh, the child has a relationship with with, yeah. with a sort of an animal or spiritual yeah. animal and so on you see them in totems right of carved out these various animals and yes. on a totem pole mm-hmm. uh, so th- these are uh, they are uh, these energetical uh, protectors that exist live with us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can go mm-hmm. and connect with them yes so you can journey um, uh, we could do this together after this uh, session or another <laughs> session, right? It's, really, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a very simple process. It's almost like the first shamanic journey that one mm-hmm. can do, where, where with the sound of the drum, we would we would journey to the mm. lower world, mm, mm. right? And you would all guaranteed uh, come back uh, with an animal, a different animal. Uh, each one of you. I love that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and there was no psychedelics needed. Yeah, uh, yeah. just. Uh, uh, yes, we could do it without the drum, but the drum really helps helps yeah. mm-hmm. in the beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can use, we can even use a, a recorded drumming session mm-hmm. on a on a YouTube. You yeah. don't even need a drum. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and and journey there, and you you'd come in, in you'd you'd see an animal, right? And and this will be the energetic animal of a of a tiger or a mouse or an eagle or a, a yeah. crocodile or a, a phoenix mm-hmm. you know uh, it doesn't have to it can you know also these kind of mythological uh, animals too so is there an animal that's associated with your energy kind of like um an aspect of you in a sense or is it a random animal that is happened to be there no in energy it's, it's space? the first part yeah so it's, it's, it's related, one that's to, related you. to you mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and it's yeah. a and it's a, a characteristic um for example, one of my power <coughs> animals is a tiger. Yeah. But it's 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 a very playful, almost like a cub. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it relates to my inner child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's much more to do with that part of me that's an inner child. And then I have other animals that are other parts of me. You mm. see? Um, yeah. And and, <coughs> and I work with in 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 ceremony. I work with other. Um, uh, uh, energy structures that come from these animals as well, right? That 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 constitute what is the the, the sacred space of of the the ceremony, um, and so they are different ones for different qualities. They have different characteristics, right? Um, um, let's think uh, the jaguar. Right, the jaguar is kind of a, a, mm-hmm. a known a known one um, to be to be the, uh, the the characteristic of of fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the jaguar is is the it's truly the, the the king of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it 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 is able to really own its land, own mm-hmm. its space, right? Um, has no fear. Can really be in, in that territory. Can really be calm. Can can act when it needs to act with incredible precision, incredible uh, skillfulness, uh, stealth. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, it's incredibly powerful and, and, fearful, and fearful in its actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a quality that's brought 
very much into this, into the space to allow for people to confront their shadows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to confront with their fears, right? But with that courage, mm-hmm. right? That kind of strength, not to not to be fearful of, oh my gosh, my fears and all these kind of thoughts, and I'm I'm, I'm really overwhelmed by me and my you know my my traumas and my my shadow. Mm-hmm. But actually, to kind of have confidence to move into that territory, mm. right? When you when you are embodying the quality of the jaguar, um, you are more able to go there where it's challenging, you know, where it's where where a space you don't want to go, you know, maybe right. yes. a, a space that you know I don't yeah. know the the fear of uh, of a, a lost loved one, yes. or you know, or, or yeah. a, 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 such a painful aspect of yourself as as in childhood that you're yes. completely blocked, you're psychologically psychologically blocked from that. Um, Mm. A part of you, you know, then you can really like go there, and and have the courage to really transform mm. right? to, to to what to become powerful. Yes. Yeah. If you confront your fears, mm. if you really are able to kind of sit in your shadows with confidence mm-hmm. and acceptance and compassion, then you are powerful because mm. you are fearless. Mm-hmm. Right, right. 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 And right. so you are empowering yourself to be who you are. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to claim your sovereignty. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Right, How do you right. claim your sovereignty? Right. So yes. we all want to be sovereign beings. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And so we have to we have to be able to go into our shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in the places where we where we we don't want to go, right? Right. And right. that's how we conquer, and we gain strength. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is how you know. Sorry, I haven't actually directed fully the question. You know, you asked me about the three worlds, and I'm now kind of diverted a little bit on off there. But that's, I'll re- return to the three worlds again. Um, <clears throat> so, journeying to the lower world is 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 um, is a space of of um, uh, great information um, about consciousness. It's mm. about energetic uh, qualities, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it it can be described more as as um, um, you know kind of a, different landscapes and different animals and so on, but it can also be described as as sort of principles of mm. consciousness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. if you mm. want to take it into another kind of side mm. of, of mm. understanding it, that there are different streams of consciousness, different streams of of understanding of the human psyche mm. that then are kind of characterized. Yeah, in these in these forms mm-hmm. yeah, that we can relate to, you know, the kind of codes mm-hmm. that we can connect with. Um, the middle world is this world. It's the world in, in which we are we are now, right? Uh, the human world. It's a, a, a world of lots of suffering, mm-hmm. lots of destruction, um, lots of uh, bad intentions, bad energies. It's very negative because we live in a world where everyone is is. Hating each other and greed and and wanting to take you know from others and uh, not wishing happiness on anybody else and conquering the world and you know it's unfortunately <laughs> the world that we live in this middle world mm-hmm. is, is a complex space um, uh, where we try to instill compassion and peace and we try to kind of stabilize it and, and live here but it's 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 an energetic it's an energetic combination which is very yes. very challenging. Mm-hmm. Whilst the previous uh, lower world, there's a world of much more harmony. Mm. Yeah, and because I'm, I was re- referring to it is referred, and that is the experience. I'm, I'm, this is accounted not by me. This is uh, you can read. Yes. you can read this, and you can account this by traveling the world. Uh, in, a, a perfect person to read up very quickly on this is Michael Harner. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, Michael Harner, the Way of the Shaman. Um, <clears throat> uh, he explains all of this very, very, very beautifully, and he synthesizes. You know shamanism from across the world you know from a very 
fantastic anthropological and experiential uh, study um, from an academic point of view, but also as a practitioner. Um, the upper world, the upper world is, is the world of, of the, the, the eternal, ethereals, ethereals mm -hmm. uh, light beings, gods, uh, the Merlins, right, the magicians, um, crystal palaces, um, the star beings, star nations, mm -hmm. uh, enlightenment of Buddhas and so on, right, so mm -hmm. there are different realms, different places also, it's a, it's a different cosmology. Um, and there you will access uh, timeless teachings, uh, teachings of wisdom, of, of understanding the universe and the cosmos, accessing to uh, higher realms of, of, of understanding, you know, that, that are just very, very pure, timeless, universal teachings and understandings that one can find there. So depending on what one is doing, it varies where one goes and what one does with, with that, with that wow. journey. It's a fascinating cosmology. I, I, I wanted to circle back to two things that you said. The first was about um, discovering your power animal. So if I understand correctly, this, this practice involves, you know, essentially slowing the mind down with something like a repetitive beat of a drum mm -hmm. um, so that um, the power animal will naturally emerge. Mm -hmm. um, is it something that appears in your mind's eye or is it... Um, how, yeah, how does it appear in yes, one's consciousness? Um, some people are more visual than others. Mm -hmm, right. So um, it's not so much like you would see on TV right, right, or on sure. a poster. So it, it might come more subtle. Um, in, in my experience, I'm, I'm, I'm not very visual. Right. I have, I, I'm, I'm visual, but I, I also understand that people are much more visual. So for me, it, it appears more in like, like a small kind of a sh shadow kind of mm -hmm. nuance. Mm -hmm. um, and... But there's something just about knowing. Mm -hmm. You just kind of glance, and you kind of glance, and you just sense, oh, oh, tiger, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and then you kind of like you ask again, and it's, and mm -hmm. yes, it confirms. You know, mm -hmm. you just feel. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. something about feeling, mm -hmm. yeah, and there's something uh, about seeing. So the seeing gets a bit confused. So sense perception. You know, yeah. uh, do you sense, feel, or perceive? Mm -hmm. I think is a is a better way of asking mm -hmm. it. You know, yeah, it's yeah, about, yeah. Right, right. do you sense, do you feel something, or do you perceive something, mm -hmm. uh, rather mm -hmm. than do you see? Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's confusing. Right, right, see, right, we, right. Experience, right, right. we have a useful, a, 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 an habitual quality that comes from seeing, right? right. Because we, you know, we see you with eyes. And, but so sense, feel, and perceive is a, a, a better way. But there is just a feeling of knowing, oh, and, and that was it. You know, you're just like, right. that, of course, yeah. And, and it, it kind of, there's a certainty that comes with it, which is important part of, shamanic practice is to actually first believe in this mm. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, and have faith have faith and 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 and, and just know it is because as soon as you put the doubt and the mm. question or shoot it maybe <laughs> not was this me that thought that or mm. was that because i saw a, a tiger two days ago in a magazine yeah, yeah, that yeah. it came up into my mind as soon as you're there and you, if you, you can, yeah. you, you've, you've lost it you need uh -huh. to go beyond that mm. kind of sense of doubt and you just you're just confidently doing this the work, you know, and, and that's 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 a shift there. Will you embody the energy maybe of a tiger? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. You 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 do in its qualities, you know, um, uh, in in that kind of uh, uh, either stealth or playfulness or power or in its ability to see, you know, its ability to kind of like so the feline kind of qualities that you. Uh, you know, it might be in a characteristic that you might need to be embodying in your in your life where you are at that time. Yeah. You know, that uh -huh. that maybe um, maybe you being kind of too loose, or you don't quite know how to use your energy in, in your day to day, right? And and the learning from the 
from the tiger might be that you know you just need to be kind of more more calm just keep yourself a bit more to the side you know don't show don't show up so much uh, show up when you need to show up you know be be more skillful at what you do you know uh, act with with more ability um, be be there when it needs to be the right time mm-hmm. you know qualities mm-hmm. like that you know mm-hmm. rest take it easy act when you need to act you know yeah. don't, you know reserve your energy things like that right mm-hmm. you can look at the characteristic of how those certain animals behave mm-hmm. and how you can resemble that quality uh-huh. to your in your way of being yeah, yeah. Could, could there be a way of um, channeling those animals perhaps with certain sounds as in you would make a certain sound that the animals make you know a certain expression or certain uh, um, a contraption of the muscles, perhaps, yes. or certain like sounds or voice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that could be a, a good way yeah. of connecting with. Not not yeah. something that I've done, but I can imagine that there mm. could be a practice where mm. you, you could embody more that. Yeah, mm. you, could, yeah. you could try and you could try yeah. and uh, uh, dance with that, simulate that feeling, express the sounds. You know, yeah. kind of allow that that kind of to work through you. I imagine yeah. that could be yeah, be possible to do that. 